the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night live, baby. Give us a call if you care to participate in the show, 312-642-5600. Now, I was... uh, I was on with Amy Jacobson Friday morning. My internal clock all screwed up, Macbeth. Go to bed. I can't, I can't stay awake normally. You know, ever since I did that, 8 o'clock, I'm in bed. Not tonight, baby. We're on the mic. And then tomorrow night, Slap and Tickle Chicago Drive Time is back. Yeah, 8 o'clock tonight, you'll still be sleeping, just not in bed. <laughs> yeah, I, listen. Me, I say at 8.06. Me at half speed is better than anybody else at full speed. You just remember Except that, me, jerky. Sure. All right, so there's a lot of news going on, but as usual, sure is. as I'm hounding you for clips, I'm, I, I'm distracted due to my ADD condition, and I pull up my drudge report on the phone, and as I was just yelling to you, Poland's, they, they had an election, and the populist won. Now, the populist is running on expanding the majority on welfare and a family's value ticket. In the headline. Now, well, that sounds to me like right-wing stuff. In the headline, right? it says the right wing. This is stupid. This is the detachment I have with the massive, the massive Trump supporters. You do understand that populism is, in fact, left wing because it is based in collectivism. And that is my argument with all of it. So in each and every case, when everybody detaches, you're a never Trumper. No, no, no. I'm a never collectivist. I'm a never small amount in Washington controlling everything. Shall we recoin our phrase? I don't know how many times I got to say it. I we are like, seldom this, Trumpers. I like, listen, did I side with the guy when he did the thing in Syria? I sided with him. I spent an hour yeah. on the slap and tickle drive time, Chicago, yeah. praising him for doing the right thing. In my estimation, not enough. What did I say? When the Republicans and the Democrats agree, odds are it's a bad move. And I mean, we've got them from the left and from the right. They're condemning Trump, which I love to see from the Democrat socialists who, no matter what he would have done, would have gone against him. What was the other move? Keep it as it was, where we have, what, to, to their estimation, less than 50 guys they're saying now? I don't care if it's 500 guys. You don't even know what we're doing. I, I, I was talking to Brett Bear, and I, I had done a little research, and it, it bothered me because I remember in the 90s, all of the talk of the Kurds fighting Kurds. 
I remember watching a 60-minute special on it. The Turks fighting Kurds, right? No, no, no. Kurds and Kurds. Did you know this? Oh, uh, Civil War. Yeah. they were okay. Well, they were going at each other because a large part of the Kurds had become Marxists. Nah, and it's called okay. the PKK Kurds. Yes. And they were slaughtering the secular Kurds. Yeah, I didn't know you were going that far back. I, why not? Everything is connected. So I said to myself, in this world of Kurds, I even hate talking like this, there, this, well, there's cottage cheese. There's, the, yeah, <laughs> there's kind. This, a lot of Kurds. This just in, groups are not homogenous. There are differences and often war amongst the same people. It's too bad they can't be pasteurized. And it always bothered me that when Barack Obama executive ordered our troops to go protect these particular Kurds, I was aware that these, this, these were the PKK Kurds. Right. So you've now, and it bothered me back then. And it didn't get any play, but it does explain why the Democrats, who are normally anti-war, right? If you listen to all of the news clippings, why they want our troops supporting these particular Kurds. Because they share the same ideology as Bernie Sanders confirmed today on this week, where he outright came out and said, the difference between me and Elizabeth Warren is she says she's a capitalist. I'm not reaffirming that he shares the philosophy of Marxism, not just with the Soviets, but with the Kurds, with the Venezuelan, with the Chicago Teachers Union. Who's the guy filling in for uh, Stephanopoulos? Jonathan uh, Carl. Okay, so Jonathan Carl. So he he asked Sanders, uh, you know, well, when you got sick, a lot of your supporters went to Elizabeth Warren. You know, can you differentiate yourself? And he did so by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a full-out socialist, and and she still believes in capitalism. And on Tuesday, (laughs) the the American Democrat Party is going to have a debate where the argument really isn't that much over policy, because as I said earlier, populism is a form of left-wing socialism and collectivism, and that's the real argument, that's the real attack, is that Trump stole their thunder on about 60% of their platform. And they don't know how to get it back. It was almost refreshing to be vindicated. As we've all been saying, those of us who know how to read, Bernie Sanders is a Soviet communist sympathizer pretending to be a Democrat, moving the entire American Democrat Party ever closer to the cliff of the socialist fall off. And it's it's at least it's out now. There's no denying it out of his own words. He says, I am not a capitalist. And Elizabeth Warren is. But here's what he is. And this is kind of astonishing to really depress you on a Sunday evening. He's the leading money raiser for the Democrat candidates. Isn't that something? And you know what? He outraised Biden. By like $12 million. Joe Biden is fourth, which goes to show you that even the Democrats are like, you don't stand a chance, kid. Which will go to my prediction. I said he will not be here by the end of the year. And I foresee a Michelle Obama, ta-da, here I am. I do think somebody is going to come into this race, but I think, unfortunately, it's going to be Hillary. Do <laughs> I you think, think so? I think, oh, dude, yes, I don't know. Dude. Can she's I do it She's been going again? around speaking. All of a sudden, she's... She get in shape? She still look like Homer Simpson when he was trying to get the disability check? You know, she still looks like Hillary Clinton, and that's worse. But you know. Man, oh, man. There's a lot of a lot of calamine lotion on that inner thigh. But the other thing that's going to happen is Thanks. Tulsi Gibbard. Gabbard, Gabbard, whatever. Yeah, she. She's is, the closest thing to a sane person in that whole in that whole crew. She's going to sit out to protest the fact that 
the Democrat primary makes the Republican primary look legit. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about rigged. The, the, the outrage was that the socialist won it the first time against the Duchess of Chaffington, Hillary Clinton. And whoever they want, the powers that be, the corrupt socialists want in there is who's going to win. And they're terrified of Tulsi Gibbard, which would be something to watch her debate Trump. I would love to see it because she's just as bad as him on the economy. Yeah. Just as corrupt. Yeah. Just as targeted, just as collectivist. But this is why I cringe when people say, oh, yeah, yeah, Trump is a shoe in. Trump's got it. He's already reelected and all this other stuff. No, he's definitely going to win. That should be a, a you know a foregone conclusion, given the slate of whack jobs that the Democrats put up on these debates. But um, the problem with that is when you have <laughs> when you have somebody like Tulsi Gabbard or um, you know, Bernie Sanders or somebody like that who's saying from the inside, hey, this is this is really rigged. If you think about 2016, they rigged it subtly, right? They were like, we're going to do yeah. just enough that we don't get caught, but we're definitely going to win this. And then they lost. So now they're going to be like uh, uh, the Skarsgård in uh, Hunt for Red October. Take all the safeties off the torpedoes. Everything's we're pulling out all the stops. They're, they're not going to allow themselves to get this uh, um election stolen back from them they're they're going to just simply so now tomorrow when i do when i do the slap and tickle chicago drive time i can't be this whimsical so i want to you're talking i want to just speculate with you for just one moment let's do it let's do conspiracy hour do you want to know if it was a machiavellian (laughs) if i had the ear of trump yeah you know what i would tell him to do let's see if gibbard sits out gabbard whatever let's see if she sits out and if she does grab her and appoint her to the Defense Department, because they completely align. Yeah, how about the VA? Wouldn't that be, can you, that's never been done. Wouldn't that be great? Now you marry you the two parties. Put her in with the VA. Because you're, you, you've already moved the Republicans so far left through populism and through collectivism. You're right there anyway. Let's just admit it. And let's have the hybrid that we are calling conservatism. And we could just drop the fraud that this is conservative. The borrowing, the spending. The two the trillion two trillion infrastructure, the building up the military, and why are we building it up? Because we're pulling guys out. It's just more fraudulent, in my opinion, more fraudulent targeted spending to political campaign contributors. That's what I see. Because if this was the if this was the message, wouldn't you change that agenda as well and say, I've decided we're spending too much money? Wasn't that the whole thing? And I'm curious to know who what are the weapons that Turkey is using being the fact that they're a NATO ally with us, those could be our weapons that they're bombing these Kurds with. Wouldn't that be irony? Well, I think that's probably common sense. John they, don't, McCain, they don't buy a lot from Russia. So. John McCain is laughing. It takes the, the, the pressure off him with the Taliban weapons. Those were ours, too. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. What country do you come from, sir? This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls. This is the Liberty Hour. Fingers crossed. I'll tell you, I like Mick Beth forgot. I don't know if he lost the glasses, if he forgot. He can't see it. You should tonight. see yourself in it. It's just trying to look for a clip. Can't find clips. <laughs> it's just crazy. So let me tell you. 
I was, uh, you know, in between breaks, and oh, I will often tell goodness. you, how much time do I have? Because I, I, yeah. I like to keep my, my glasses get dirty, yeah. and I don't want to look like you in there where I can't see. So I run, and I'm washing my glasses in the bathroom, and I see Dave Lombardo there, who I love, by the way. Great guy. Host the next show on Target Radio. Host of the next show on Target Radio. And I was going to save this for tomorrow, but did you see the story about the 13-year-old girl in Kansas? No. Do you know about this? No. 13-year-old girl, listen to this, charged with a felony for making a gun-like hand gesture oh, good grief. toward classmates. Now, apparently this kid, I was reading this, this kid has had issues before. Sure, but who cares about a... Uh, She's 13. So, grief. right, what, what happens in these situations is the grandparents step in. Grandfather lives in California. So the little girl goes to California, and the, and the grandfather says something that makes perfectly sense to anybody who was raised with good teachers and good parents and good neighbors, for that matter. And they said, you know, this is something that we think. She's 13. I understand that that's, you know, your upper, that's not middle school yet, is it? No, seventh grade? Seventh grade middle, middle yeah, school? Yeah, 13's like seventh, eighth grade. Seventh, yeah. eighth grade. You know, wouldn't this be something that the principal might handle? And if you want to call in an expert, fine. And, you know, maybe give her a week <laughs> off. Congratulations. Maybe give her a week off. You give the kid up. I mean, she's 13. Now, now obviously, if they charge her with a felony, she'll be charged as a minor. But, but still, still, it's a felony. You ruin the kids. I mean, maybe the kid's a troubled kid. Who knows what the circumstances That's, are? I'm not that, trying putting to... Putting them through the juvenile system is not going to help a troubled kid. But she pointed her hand. And like, remember when we were kids with the gun? Yeah. I spent my life, thank God I'm in my, you know, I'm over no, 50. No. Well, we played G.I. Joe all the time. Are you kidding me? Nikki threw a brick at me. No, Forget when we were guns. kids, we, we had bricks for chrome-plated metal toy guns that didn't yeah. have an orange thing in the front and we shot loud noises caps at each other yeah, yeah. these kids today that's soft you. how about bb's we used to fire bb's at each other i still do i got a cousin walking around with a glass eye you know hey you shoot your eye out apparently it was but now true. he's got a cool glass he eye it yeah. worked out so you, you talk to him you don't know which one to look at it's very exciting it's like a conversation do they piece. both move or is no, it like just a, the one moves oh that's cool yeah I and like that. You know, when I, well, whenever we golf, right before it's he tees off. It's a conversation starter. Sure. Whenever he tees off, I tell him, keep your eye on the ball. Whole new <laughs> meaning. You know what I mean? Keep your All eye right. on the tee. All right. So listen, enough of this sidetrack for the gun show. There's a little preview for the do gun you, show. Do you, uh, do you want the clip that I, I was trying to see? When let's, we... let's see if it's the right one. We'll wing it. And we just congratulated Robert Moisha as well. Oh, you got to let me set Hi, this one. Hi, Moisha. Moisha, how are you, baby? How you doing? David <laughs> Rudy, congratulations. You gotta let me set that. Go ahead and set it up. All right, so that's Rudy Giuliani <laughs> with those two cartoon characters. The the, the yard darts from Russia. These are the Ukraine. guys that got uh, arrested. These are the guys who wore the velour jumpsuits to their daughter's wedding with the cowboy boots on. This these guys are right, literally right out of a Liam Neeson movie. It's central casting. It's yeah. classic. Okay, and um, apparently what Russians happened, and Ukraine seem to be the only group on earth where the stereotypes are all true. They're all true. Well, it's see, just a vodka-fueled weirdo convention. I've, got a, dear, anyway, I've go got a dear friend of mine who was born in Belarus, and his mother and father came here. They fled socialism. The most patriotic people on the planet, by the way. Anyway, um, a lot of Ukraine's issues are because of the Russian KGB. They were the stormtroopers of Ukraine, and, and they're the ones who oftentimes are working both in government and the mafia, and this is how oligarchs are made. Like I like how you're recipe. pretending the government and the mafia are two different things. Exactly. And um, so anyway, this goes down with, with Rudy. They arrest these guys. And apparently, I don't know if it was how they contacted him, if it was an email or whatever, you know, and they were asking about his affiliation. I don't think I know. Well, good thing there's video or no video. I mean, 
He's on video. Now play the clip again. This is Rudy with the two bag men for the oligarch, which is what they Who are. look exactly how you would think they look. And if and if you're not sure how to think they look, uh, Sean tweeted it. He retweeted it. I, I tweeted it uh, a, a couple days ago. Days ago. Yeah. yeah, play it. And just congratulated Rabbi Moshe as well. Now Moshe is the they're all like Hi Moshe. Moshe, how, how are, are you, baby? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rudy, congratulations on the hundred for I love that picture. <laughs> I can't wait to come back. See you in Ukraine soon. Yeah. And See you in Ukraine. Place, place in the world. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Ah. <laughs> Now, now I have never. That great. That's just crazy. I have never <laughs> bought into the whole. I never, for a minute, entertained the idea that Donald Trump was some sort of a Manchurian candidate. No, I, I really didn't. I thought that the Mueller investigation was not just a waste of our money. It was exactly what the the resist Democrats announced they were going to do. Right? They're going to throw everything at. They're like Trump's accountant. Throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. That was the play. And to inundate, and I actually called what I thought happened, which is the Mueller investigation would be beneficial to Trump, which I think it was. It kind of has been, yeah. There's no question about it. But this type of thing, and here's the other thing. I think that him talking to the Ukrainian, the newly elected Ukrainian president, I think it's perfectly legitimate for our government, which is what Donald Trump is, yeah. to, be, to talk to another government and say, there's something amiss here. Well, Look yeah, when you're addressing it. previous corruption by somebody on, in, in our government and, and you get in trouble for pointing out the corruption, it, it, the system's back. Exactly. And I, I think that should have been the way in which Trump and his his defenders approach this subject. Donald Trump is the government. He's talking to the Ukrainian government and says it appears that there is a corruption issue. I don't care that he's he's not. It's irrelevant that he's running for president. It appears there was a corruption issue that is linked directly to a political party. Yes. So if we're worried about Russian interference in our election or any foreign or any foreign government, it's imperative that we stay in communication with each with each other. And we shine some light on this stuff. In particular, when you look at Burisma, Burisma, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you see that this is a, co- a company that has been under indictment and investigation, and, and the guy back. is banned from countries, for God's yeah. sakes. It's a reasonable thing. I think they, they took the wrong defense on it. It's, well, you know what I mean? It's, I think the biggest mistake was involving Giuliani in any way, shape, or form in this, in this administration. But, to me, know. this issue is a sidebar and completely separate. These are two guys yes. who are dropping off money. Yeah. And, you know, for what? They're paying Giuliani, and they're paying a pack. Yeah, and they are clearly attached to an oligarch. And they Problem. got and they get arrested for campaign finance violations, not anything to do with a gas company or investigations or you know election meddling. It's 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 not. You Did know, you see what the businesses they own are? One no, guy owns a- one guy owns a company called Fraud Guarantee. You're kidding? No. Fraud oh, guarantee. Great. It's like an internet, like a like a life lock. Oh thing. Fraud man, we guarantee. Should, yeah, we should have thought the, of that. The other pinhead and yard dart that he is, he owns a mafia discotheque, and it's called Mafia Something Discotheque. That's it great. Is, the guys, you know, I don't watch Saturday Night. Well, they're not they're not uh, screwing around over there, right? It's they're just, not uh, They're out with it. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I'm going to tweet it out later. But yeah. a friend of mine. I watched it uh, last night. It was actually funny for once. So you saw the news clip when the two guys are talking about this instance. Yes. 
they don't even have to. It's it's a joke that this is going on. No, you just have to say it straight out. You know, just, there's there's no joke to write. Read the news. It's, I also enjoyed the uh, the origin of Oscar the Grouch. I thought that was pretty good. It's just cla- I didn't watch the whole show, but it's just it's pretty good. Classic. And my point to you is, isn't this the guy who was the number one prosecutor that took down organized crime mafia in New York? Yes and no, right? Because the Rogaine hadn't poisoned his brain yet at that point. He's, I mean, he, he has I, lost his, his marble. It's a shame John Gotti's dead because he'd be loving this. Because everything Rudy Giuliani it. did, yeah. this is what he was doing. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. This is mafia stuff. What are you going over there for? What do you got them coming here? You're spreading money around. I mean, come on. What do you think? You're South Side Democrats? That's what this looks like. You look like Burke to me all of a sudden. And that's the real joke here. I doubt he's as heavily armed. So what I. Listen, like I said to you before, I think there are some very good things Donald Trump did. This, ironically, I'm going to pretend, oh, it's it, this is going to be good in the long run. Because by the time this is done, there will not be somebody who blindly supports Trump who can look you straight in the eye and say, yeah, but you got to jump on the Trump train. Now, let's just get it out in the open that we are voting this way by default because none of us want to be socialists like the Democrats. I, I want, I am genuinely interested to see how this all plays after the election, right? So if Trump wins re-election and now he's a lame duck, what is that support level going to be? What is that defense level going to be from people who call themselves conservatives but have forgotten what the word means? But our happy populists, yeah. which are collectivists. I think this is going to be the beauty. It's just going to be a long train of pain. So that's what it is. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but ultimately, failure is undeniable. Whether it comes in the form of the Democrats being socialists or the reality and the destination of where they go to, like Venezuela. Because that's what we're going to have to go through, unfortunately, before we can get back to Americanism. 312-642-5600. We will be back after this. See you in Ukraine soon. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. You know, I hate when you ruin my high, McBeth. I was all excited on principle. Once again, I bought into the principle. Well, that's, you know, I'm known for ruining highs. Damn it, McBeth. <laughs> I was all excited. Thought he's bringing guys home. No. No. No, Send they're going to Saudi Arabia. to Saudi Arabia. So you bring home 50. You're welcome. You send 1800 to Saudi Arabia? And it's over the, the, the oil thing, which when they start to use verbiage, like it's clear, Iran bombed Saudi Arabian oil facilities. Really reminds me of Iraq. Well, and the Saudis, uh, what, sent a couple of missiles at an Iranian tanker uh, this week and spilled a bunch of oil into the Gulf and in that. So it's not like the Saudis are, uh, are sitting back passively and going, don't attack us. It's They're chaos. antagonizing Iran. It's chaos. It's chaos. Now, Vladimir Putin in swoops Putin, right? Instead of the villain, he's good, they're going to put a cape on him now. Now, see, I imagined him with like one of those wingsuits when you said that. I think that would have been great. Bareback. <laughs> he's just, he's just, you know, he's, they always take pictures of him you know, with his shirt off. If you think about it, just from the standpoint of, <laughs> man, how things were so boring. Riding a bear. How boring was stuff like 20 years ago? I mean, at least we got this. I mean, it's I know, 20 years sad. ago. I had just graduated uh, high school. It was probably the least yeah. boring point of my life. Yeah. My yeah. biggest problem was dates. All right, let's go to the phone lines. <laughs> 312-642-5600. Phil, 
Thanks so much for calling the show. How are you? Uh, hi. Um, you're talking about the Democrat primary now. You mentioned Michelle Obama and you mentioned Hillary, but they're, the far left is going to dictate this election this time. They're not gonna, they made a deal with Hillary last time and they got burned. So my opinion is they're not going to allow a man on the ticket, and Stacey Abrams is automatically the VP. That's the only way Elizabeth Warren... Can I? polling fairly bad in the black community. I'm going to let and you. I'm going to let you. Stacey Abrams is automatic. I'm going to let you talk, but I want you to think about just what you said. And then McBelt's going to jump into. I could see he's biting at the grit here. He's biting on the bit here. Think about what how far we've gone. Where you are now <laughs> saying that Michelle and Hillary aren't left enough. And you're right, by the way, no, Phil. No, right. no. That, well, there's no love lost between them. No, that, no, no, no. That, that, I, I believe that the Obamas, the Obamas sabotaged Hillary Clinton. They did not want that woman to win. Because Michelle Obama wants to be the first woman president, there's no way that uh, they wanted her to win. I'm going to have to put up. A, yeah, I'm going to have to put up an inquiry sign anyway on that woman. But anyway, here, uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that uh, it's not the far left that's going to be controlling this primary process. Um, if the Dem gets their way, it's the DNC. The DNC has no regard for what their voters think, and they are simply going to anoint whoever they want through superdelegates and everything else. They did it the last time. They did it this time. And they're going to go all out this time because they you don't know, want to say that. You it say will. that. I agree with you. You say that as if it's a bad thing, but I want you to think about something. It might something. save us from it the might, woke crowd. Yeah. Ironically, the only thing that might save us is the corruption in the DNC. This will be the first time you and I are, are <laughs> praising corruption. That yeah. refuses to put in a radical, although they are. See, and that's my other point, Phil. To me, I think that Hillary Clinton was the original radical. If you remember her positions, you know, and then you look at Michelle Obama. Come on. She's an outright. I mean, granted, we have the she's like Mussolini, where at least she doesn't believe the Hitler nonsense. She's corrupt enough to not totally buy into it. But she's that old school socialist, too. She'll she'll, she'll go along with the centrist thing. She's a Democrat, but she will be running uh, four years from now. She's going to walk in and they know that because the country will change. Every eight years, anyway, regardless. Yeah, do you the think, advantage is to the other party. Phil, in your in your lifetime, has it ever changed? Except for you could argue the eighties, but not long. I mean, Bush one oh, destroyed no, no, it. Has it ever changed to the right? Has it ever changed for the good? Has it ever changed on principle or fundamentals for the last eighty years? Or hasn't it just been? Oh, no, this... and, and 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 that's the reason I like Trump because he's exposing the fact that this is like TV wrestling. Both parties are the same. It's, it's fake. They come out and they give you a few things. It's like TV wrestling. They make like, oh, McConnell, and then they'll fight over this, fight over that. But you know that this is not what the people aren't electing the power that is. But whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. Phil, Phil's do you, right. Phil, do you, yeah, I agree with you. But do you also agree, Phil, that populism and the, and the economic stance of Donald Trump is left? That he has actually stolen? It is. It is. I agree 100%. It's happy Canada stuff, but you got to get the country back somehow. Or else it's, you're not going to get there with Kemp. Kemp is his, his economics conservatism. It's not going to sell in Peoria. You know that. Well, I heard I heard somebody make uh, Phil. I heard somebody make uh, the equation to a tourniquet the other day, which I thought was pretty apt, right? So, oh, you put a tourniquet on, you might lose your leg. Yes, but if you need to stop, you know, the, you the hemorrhaging and bleeding leg, to yeah. save your life, that that tourniquet might be the only thing. Well, Phil, I, you know what? Unfortunately, I think you're right. Damn it. I don't want to well, be one a more socialist. Thing. You were right about yeah. the DNC. Yeah. Real quick. But I was around. You remember, even if the DNC does run it, they know this will be 1968 all over again. The, the left will, will that, that convention, they'll attack that thing. Antifa, they will not. They're not. The woke crowd, the Me Too crowd, the Black Lives Matter crowd, they are not going to let 
a centrist Democrat in there again. They're just now. Yeah, they, they got one in there now. They got one in there now. Trump is a centrist Democrat. Yeah. What you're saying, well, Phil, he, though, is that we should still, stock up on popcorn. He doesn't, he doesn't. No, he, he, I mean, he, what he, thank you, Phil, for calling the show. What he did was, is, is, is genius. And I'm listening to the clips and the news clips where Biden is, is doing a mea culpa to the unions. You're not going to get the unions over Trump, brother. He's got them lockstep. You may get the money. Yeah, from but you're the not going to get the rank and file. You're not going to get the working man. He's not going to look at Joe Biden and say, yeah, you're my guy. He wears the fraud. Like he does those the, the doll hair sewn to his head. Everyone knows he's a fraud. 312-642-5600. We will be back after this, like Bernie Sanders from the heart attack. We'll be back. Sean from Elmwood Park. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312 312- Six four two fifty six hundred. I love that song. I really do. Um, so you know, and I complain to you, not just about all of the expenses of being self-employed. Uh, no, you complain to me about every single I thing. You in about life. everything. There's, that's absolutely true. But you also know, you know, I'm, I, I take care of myself. Fifty one, but it's hard, brother. I go back and forth. I got to yeah, go back a, to Florida. Complaints can be appreciated by someone who isn't constantly looking for help. Exactly. Or constantly looking for somebody to solve their problem. Exactly. And so, as a yeah. guy who works, you know, I, I so I got to go back. And I often get this question, well, why do you do it? And I say, in good conscience, as you see what's going on in the news, uh, locally here in Illinois and Chicago in particular, and Cook County, you can't, in good conscience, tell somebody who trusts you for your opinion to buy into the bankruptcy. And everyone looks at me, oh, you really feel that strongly about it? Yeah. I have felt that strongly about it for 10 years, acted upon it for five. I have a dear friend of mine right now who is instructing me to go after some vacant property in a really nice suburb. I, t- I keep telling him, listen, I, don't, I love you. I don't want to see you lose your money. You're my friend. And what you buy today in Illinois, you will lose tomorrow. Sorry. I mean, unless you get something in a bankruptcy that you have an end buyer, you have an idea in mind, you're going to drastically bring the property to its highest and best use. And you you have an anchor tenant and it's a commercial. Okay, maybe, maybe. And even then, unless you got a 40 percent cushion, I say keep your powder dry. And now this is where somebody of your stature comes in a little bit, because I don't know anything about men in costumes chasing balls. Since the 80s. I don't know their names. I don't know anything about it. But I was interested in this article that came out on October 7th. And it's the former Bears player. I believe his name is Nathan Vasher is how you say his name. And he lists his house for sale. It's a benign article. You wouldn't think anything of it. In Vernon Hills, which is a phenomenal suburb by all accounts. And he lists the house for sale for just under a million dollars. $998,500. You say, well, you're looking at it, and you're like, wow, it's a beautiful house. I mean, if you look at the Tribune, you go to the Tribune and see this article. It's an absolutely fantastic house, 5,300-square-foot home in Vernon Hills. And he just listed it. Vasher's a 37-year-old guy who hasn't played for the Bears for a while. But look, I don't know about sports players, Macbeth, but he coaches for uh, Carmel. Carmel, Nathan Vasher's a class act. Carmel. Uh, Catholic high school who when I played over a turn guy too. when I played uh, football in the 80s they were a great school great football school yeah um Carmel and uh Carmel or Mount Carmel uh 
Carmel Catholic High School. Carmel. The, oh, Mon, it doesn't say Mont Carmel, though. It must be. It's, it's got to be Mont Carmel. Yeah, it's got to be Mont Carmel. Yeah. Anyway, you know what he paid for it? What Vasher paid for it? Young. Mm. $1.32 million. And he bought it about 12 years ago. Probably a nice pad. And you look at this guy, and you further go down the, go down the it doesn't mention his property taxes. And you of course say, not. Here's a guy, this guy's property taxes are probably astronomical. All right, let's go to the phones. We got yeah, we, uh, we got somebody right online. All right, come here. on, Bart. How are you? Thanks for calling the show, Bart. Hey, Groovy Pal. What's going on? Listen, man, I remember when we first met, I said Proft was the intellect and the principal, and you were the principal and the, and the conscience of this thing. Oh. And I wonder. God, we got to get shirts. Maybe. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I wonder if maybe it's not time to just crash the car. I wonder if it's not time to just, I mean, we're, we're in Illinois. We're number one in Oh, his phone cut out. What he was going to say is we're number one in taxes in 48. Yeah, 48th in delivering services. You know, Bart, I got to tell you something. I had this conversation, and you know something? If you really think, first of all, I think you're you're right. And I think it's kind of beyond our control, so now just let it go. I get it. But if you really spread that out, the argument could be made nationally the same thing. But I was talking to a friend of mine. Who is a new friend of mine? He actually is on the Saturday Saturday show, and uh, they're they're what are the what's the name of the show? Black and right, black and right, black John and, Anthony and Charles and Love. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I was talking. To, I think it's John Anthony, who's a really yes. nice nice guy, great guy. And uh, we were having this discussion because he tends to surround himself with uh, different cheerleaders, whether they be local cheerleaders or national cheerleaders. And he's like, you know, I get it, Sean, but you know, what do you really think? You got to put up a fight. And I said, listen, let's pretend we're on a tour bus. We're locked in this tour bus. And we want to go to Florida, and the tour bus is heading to, to, to Canada. And no matter how many times we stand up and say, it's, you're going the wrong way, everybody on the bus just argues with us and tells us to sit down and shut up. Yeah, sit down and shut up, so well, make sure we get there safely. Do we'll you get want where? to do the speed limit, or you want to get there in a hurry so you could say, look at dummies, I told you I was right. Yep. So there's the argument that you said, and, and, and to your point, Illinois, the beauty. Hey, look, they've got a Niagara Falls replica in Florida. The beauty of it, and this is right. <laughs> this is what that I tell be, my wife. Cognitive dissonance. You don't have to. It's you don't have to eat the whole loss. You could spread. You could diversify. You could hedge your loss in Illinois with just the the awareness of what's going on and the preparation and effort to change something. Yeah. So that's what I advocate. Well, you know, in the what, time we, you know, in the time we've been talking, twenty five people have fled Illinois. Oh. That's my whole, listen, that's my, I'm, bank, I'm banking on it because that's, that's the reality of what you need to happen yeah. because you need the good people to leave. If you're in on this scam, I was watching the teachers union. Thank you, Bart, for calling the show. Uh, if you're in on this scam, I was watching the teachers union. You see what they're offering the teachers? Uh, way too much. It's insane. What they already pay them is way too much. It's insane. The package is insane. Now it's, you want to pay them guys, that much per year, fine, but you got to reduce the pension. Something's got to give. There. Guys like me and you, we got to get more jobs. Yeah. You know, that's what we need. When yeah. I, when I'll I need pick up that fourth raise, job and we'll be good to go. When I get a pay raise, I get another job or I yeah. figure out how to make it. Um, these people just just squeeze the kids and the citizens for it and they get it. If you're in on that scam, this is the greatest place in the country. If you're paying for it, it's the worst. And that's the divide. 312-642-5600. You know this being a homeboy yourself. Is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, 
sometimes the conversations in between the commercials are as much fun. This is the fastest hour. I just like watching you run. Yeah, it's something to see. I mean, I know it's a two-minute break, but you don't. in jeans, baby. Anyway. (laughs) anyway, Let me see your nails. Anyway, um, you know, we were talking about this whole thing and and, and how, what happens. Yeah, the last segment, for those who aren't in this room, which is everyone other than two of us, the last segment continued. Yes. After the segment. And when I was talking about how uh, my dad was very economically minded and a very smart guy, I asked him years ago, how do Illinois and and, and the United States as as a whole get out of this? debt hole and he goes well you know illinois has got a 20-year problem and the united states the only way they get out of it is either parceling off the western united states and deeding it in lieu of bonds or hyperinflation well and, and that scares the crap out of me. a little bit but there's some i would say and you're dead brilliant guy no question about it i'd say he'd have to add a zero i think we're 200 years um especially when you look at the fact that the problem is it doesn't say stagnant. No, I'm saying if you if no, you addressed everything right now, if you made everything as good as you possibly could, if you ended it's it. 20 years yeah. before this is fixed. And you look at Pritzker's big solution three days ago. Did you see this? Yes. 650. Yeah. Now, what's bringing us down is the fairy tale municipal union math yes. and the corruption there in it. And by the way, on tomorrow's Slap and Tickle, I'm going to do a whole Illinois segment. You know, at what point do these local unions actually look at self-preservation and go, we want to be able to continue past the next 10, 12 years. These are gangsters, brother. It's so weird. These aren't people with conscience and integrity. No, I'm not talking about conscience. I'm talking about preservation of their own power. They They do care about that. Yeah, but they know that the bigger the problem, the more secure their, their position. But there's no end game. No, of course there is. Just constantly borrow and print. Right, constantly borrow, and then ultimately have the federal government step in and save everybody, and, now, and see, that's, let them do the that's negotiating. Where it lies. Yeah, and then you see Pritzker, right, the economic genius trust fund baby, winner of the loin lottery. If it wasn't for the old man, you wouldn't know who this cream puff was. Okay, but the reality is he's now governor, and his big solution, failure that he would be if he didn't start out with fourteen different tax avoidance trusts paying him off. His idea is to take the 650 magic pension schemes that are out throughout Chicago between the police and fire and turn them into two. So here's a question. There are actually, you wouldn't believe it. Let's consolidate all the fraud and make it easier to manage. Make the problem much bigger, and therefore you have much more of a, of a likelihood of being bailed out and using it as a weapon against the citizens who are not in on the scam. And you also get to put out some much scarier numbers right. to influence people. But there are municipalities out there that did what they said they do. There aren't many, but there are some that are funded all the way that they're supposed to be, or 80% or 90%. I live in one of them. Now mix those in with the Bellwoods, with the Maywoods, with the, the other municip- the Chicago's, the other municipalities that haven't laughed at the idea of funding it. You know, or, or places like uh, East Chicago, where, they're, where oh. they're literally intercepting state money to fund their pensions. What's there? that one little hub that's all mobbed up, where they got the, all everybody's on the system in the town? It's right by Midway. I forget the uh, name. You're you talking about what? Summit? Whatever. What, whatever. I, Every, I, it's, it's, it's almost a punchline. It's like Rosemont. Where it just, it's, a, it's a joke that everybody's in on the scam. I can't remember. I can't, I'll figure it out. Anyway, they don't even, they pay nothing. They, all the money's just absconded because there, are, there isn't anybody that actually isn't in on the system in the whole municipality. They're all in on it. So this is the problem with the system, and how do you save it? To ask, I don't care if your father was Socrates, you can't fix magic math lying. These systems, these pensions, these, these lies were put into place from day one, knowing where they would lead today. And that is a place where they can now pick the state 
employee, the state representative over the citizens who are supposed to pay for it. It's never been more evident than as you watch this week, the teachers crime family communist union. Listen to what they're actually demanding has nothing to do with teaching. They're going for housing. They're going for food stamps. They're going for child care. This is how you know it's too late. All right, but it's not too late for me. We'll be ba- or it is too late for me. We'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow night, five to seven. Tune in to five sixty a.m. The answer for the slap and tickle Chicago drive time. I have to go home. 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 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.